Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. We've been emphasizing reverence before the Lord and how it seems to have escaped much of the body of Christ in the culture in which we live right now. Uh, and so we've been emphasizing that because we know that God is to be reverenced and held in high esteem. In the assembly of the saints, we are told he is to be greatly feared. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. Think about that. There's a godly fear. There's a holy fear, righteous fear. And also he's to be held in reverence by all those around him. And so we've been really emphasizing that. And as I was doing the study along this line, I was doing a study of some of the different uh, ones that have gone on before us that God mightily used in ministry. People like, for example, um, F.F. Bosworth. How many know about F.F. Bosworth who wrote the book Christ the Healer in the 20s? Uh, his example teaches us something about pressing through pain. And the article that was written talked about how when he first came to the Lord as a young boy, like 12, 13 years old, he was a teenager, gave his heart to Jesus, but then he contracted TB and they thought he was going to die. But he got healed in a, during the healing revival. He got healed in a, in a meeting where God used somebody mightily in the healing ministry. So he was healed. He was delivered from TB and he got into the ministry when he was, uh, I think it was 1909, I think he was around 32 years old. He was born in 1877, something like that. And he was in his 30s. No, 888. He was born in 1788. And so what happened was he started a church in Dallas, Texas, the First Assembly of God Church. And then um, he was asked to go preach in a brush arbor. And it was a mixed congregation. They had blacks and whites, and that was during segregation. And so he got done preaching a couple nights, and after one meeting, he was surrounded by a bunch of men with two-by-fours, and they came and bleed, beat him to a bloody pulp. And this was the initial stages of his ministry. He had to leave and walk miles to the next town. This was in Hearn, Texas. He had to walk all night to the next town. They broke his wrist and he was bleeding everywhere because they, they felt as though you can't have blacks and whites in the same meeting. And so that's what they did to him. Rather than becoming frustrated and walking away from it all, he said, you need to press to the pain. And he as he journeyed on foot to this next town, which was miles, bleeding at night, he said, Lord, I count it a privilege to suffer shame just like the apostles of old did for your name's sake. And he got to the next town, and then he went on. Uh, Christ the Healer, of course, one of the best 
books you can read on the subject of divine healing and health. And so a powerful thing. But the thing is, his ministry could have been snuffed out had he had an attitude that says, I've had enough of this. But he didn't. In the process also, I came across Catherine Kuhlman. How many of you know about Catherine Kuhlman and the ministry that God gave her? Powerful ministry. Uh, but it said that her lesson that she teaches is reverence. And that really struck my attention. And we should, she used to come out on the platform. She would come out with tears in her eyes. And she would say, please, to the congregation, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Please do not grieve. And it's to my understanding that ushers that were there working with her and you know, helping out, if she noticed that one of the ushers, their shoes weren't polished, she didn't take that lightly. If their hair was disheveled, she didn't take that lightly. She would call them in and just say, you need to clean up your act. Because you see, you're not here to see people. You're here to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're, we're gathering to come before the throne of God and you should come with that understanding. And if they didn't shape up, she would get rid of them and get somebody else to come in and take their place. But to her, the Holy Spirit was so real, so personal, so precious. And reverence for God was at the top of the list. And what she said was, if you want God to manifest himself, show reverence. He is holy. A holy God. Righteous. And so, of course, she kind of passed that on in her meetings. So uh, there's others, too. One fellow, Stephen Jeffries, I believe was his name. And what he was really gifted he was gifted in healing rheumatoid arthritis. And in meetings like a meeting like here right now, he would just walk off the platform and just call somebody out and just say, come out in Jesus name. He would hear bones crack. People just be instantly healed of rheumatoid arthritis. Completely made whole. But his ministry, his life really teaching really isn't on the upside. It teaches us to give all the glory to God because he got to a point in his life that he made a statement. And I wrote it down so I wouldn't misquote it here. It says, um, ladies and gentlemen, this was before thousands of people. The world is at my feet to worship me. Shortly after that comment that he made before these thousands of people, we're told that he contracted rheumatoid arthritis, was so twisted and his joints so frozen that he died that way and never recovered his ministry either. And the lesson he passes on to people that he wants to pass on to people is give God all the glory. We are who we are by the grace of God. We have what we have by the grace of God. We know what we know by the grace of God. Amen? And only he deserves all the glory. Praise God. And so there's no room for anyone taking the glory. It all belongs to him. Praise God. 
And so we really want to get back to the place to where we have such reverence for God when we gather like this and, and hold him in the highest esteem. You see, someone said to her, to, like to, to uh, Catherine Coleman, you think God can't move just because someone's not, their hair's not combed? Well, that wasn't her point. The point was to let's really give him the attention he deserves. When we meet like this, it's all about him right now. You know, if you're at a movie theater and you're watching some kind of a movie, you know the movie's coming out next week. Some might want to go see and support that. Um, or when the Jesus Revolution movie came out, and many went to see that. Your focus and attention is on what's taking place on that screen. And it's loud enough, I guarantee you, that you're going to hear it. But it ca captures your attention and you're focusing on it. Wouldn't you love for God just to peel back the curtain that separates the natural world from the supernatural world, the spiritual world, like right now. And you know how many angels you would see in this place? Assigned to us in this place? I'm telling you, if God, like there's more to be with us than to be with them. Let's put up these scriptures here, uh, Paul, if you wouldn't mind. Acts, look at this here. Chapter 12, uh, 12 verse 1. And this is about... There's all kinds of prayer. We're here to pray tonight. There's all kinds of prayer. There's a prayer of faith. There's a prayer of worship. You know, there's a prayer of de dedication and consecration, right? This is about united prayer. Us joining ourselves together, uniting ourselves together of one heart, one mind, one accord. Because we see some things that need to be changed in our culture, in our government, in our society, and so on. Well, here's a situation. Now about that time, Herod... The king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. And he killed James. Remember, James was the pastor there at the church in Jerusalem. The brother of John with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Let's just stop right there. Prayer was made by the church to God for him. James had died. That was not the one that was the pastor. It was John's brother. Sorry about that. He died. He was killed by the sword. And to be killed by the sword was a disgrace. And the Jews were all over it. They longed for that. And when Peter was arrested, they were reveling in that as well. They thought, he's the next one to die. Think about that. Now Peter was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Next verse tells us, And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. So if you can envision this, you see Peter between these two soldiers and he's chained to them. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. Can you imagine that? Wake up. 
and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. Now he's, he's getting them dressed. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Isn't that something the angel was concerned about? All the details here. And he went out and followed him. And wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came into the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Once his job was done, he left him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. They expected him to die the next day. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. This is corporate prayer. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. You don't get too many women that are named in the Bible. Rhoda is. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, this is a wonderful thing. God answered our prayer. What a good God we serve. No, you're mad. Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. See, it's not really him, it's his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. And as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers. And how would you like to be that keeper? And commanded that they should be put to death and he went down from Judea to Caesarea and their abode. And they were put to death. Don't you feel bad for those guys? They were just doing their job. An angel came down and interrupted the whole thing. Got them killed. They got killed because of what? Divine intervention brought Peter out. But what brought him out really? Corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. 